Hello, and welcome to Field Notes, the weekly podcast of the Military Fellowship Center in Jacksonville, North Carolina, serving Marines stationed at Cap Lejeune and surrounding areas. Military Fellowship Center is a ministry of Military Evangelism Incorporated. Our speaker and host for the program is Dave Mason, the General Director of Military Evangelism and the Field Director at Jacksonville. Visit us on the web at militaryfellowshipministry.com or email us at militaryfellowshipctr at gmail.com. Now, here's Dave Mason. 1 Peter chapter 5 tonight. I hope you're still sticking with your Bible reading. We got a week to go and we're finished the New Testament. You're going to get a month off and then I'm going to come at you with something else. All right, so be prepared in May for another reading plan. It's going to be a smaller reading plan, much smaller, much easier. You won't be here, I know, but we'll, we'll connect and I'll make sure you get it. So, but, uh, but you should have read First Peter uh, on Wednesday this week. And chapter 5 is one of my favorite passages in, in the Bible. 5.10 is one of my favorite verses. Uh, but the God of all grace, who's called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you've suffered a while, will make you perfect, will mature you, and establish you, strengthen you. So I just love that verse. And so I wanted to get to this tonight. And uh, I brought an illustration along. What is this? A box. It's a box. That's right. Now, for the last three years, boxes have been a big part of me and Patty's life. We moved from Maryland. And we had to box everything up. I did one entire trip with my entire back. The, I had a cab on my truck at the time. And from the, the floor to the ceiling of the cab was nothing but boxes of books. <laughs> you saw my books. Um, you know, and then we moved down. And then I had to box things up here when I got here. There was a lot of things that needed to be changed. And, and I've moved my office since I've been here. I moved from the trailer out back into the office I'm in now. Had to box all my books up again, move them over. Uh, and then back this past May, we moved from out in Dupley County down into town. We had to box everything up again. And boxes are used to pack things up, right? To either move them from one place to another, or more often as we move forward in this century, to store things. We have so much stuff now. We have entire businesses whose job is just to create a little space, a little cubicle that you get the privilege of paying $60, $70 a month for to put your boxes in, right? And so, you know, we, we take boxes and, and we, we, we pack up things in them. And all those things we pack up in them mean something to us. You know, they all have a meaning. You know, I'm still going through boxes and finding things. I was out in the old office today, Patty, and uh, went into the old closet where I've still got some things stored, and a picture fell, a, a couple pictures fell out of a box as I moved it. And they were pictures from Lighthouse. Aww. Me and you standing in front of the Christmas tree at Lighthouse, and uh, the kids, uh, and the, the outside of the church, the first church that we pastored at. And, um, you know, so we, we pack up not just physical things in boxes, but we pack up memories. We pack up emotions, you know. Worries, anxieties, troubles, fears, inhibitions, opinions, frustrations, baggage, right? And what I want you to think about tonight is 
Is there something in your life spiritually that you need to box up and mail it off, send it away, put it in cold storage, never go back to it? All right? Um, 1 Corinthians 6.12, Paul says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. There are things in our lives that we need to box up and put away. Right? There are things in our lives that we're playing with every day. We need to box that stuff up. We need to put it away so that we're not offending the name of Jesus anymore. So 1 first, uh, first Peter chapter 5, verse number 5. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject to one another, be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the night, and thank you for all that are here. Help us to hear your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So in order to start boxing up your stuff, there's some requirements that are needed. Because the problem with us putting away things in our lives, the problem with us, you know, I remember listening years ago to Elizabeth Elliot uh, speaking on the radio. And uh, if you don't know about Elizabeth Elliot, you need to look into that lady's life. Her husband Jim was killed by the Alcala Indians, and uh, she went on to have an amazing ministry. But she said the funny thing about the cross <laughs> is, is that we go to the cross and we lay our stuff down at the foot of the cross. And we tell Jesus, take this from me and we walk away from it and then a couple weeks later we start feeling funny without our stuff so we go back and get it and ain't that the truth you know that's exactly what we do we think we put this stuff away but then we go back after it again and again and again and again and sometimes stuff just needs to be put away put away and put away for good in order to do that though there are some requirements that are that, that we need to do number one we need to learn how to submit because we're not always willing to admit to what we need to box up, what we need to get rid of. And here he says it right from the beginning, you younger folk, submit yourselves to the elder. Now that word elder there is the same word in chapter 5, verse 1, elder, which means pastor. So as you sit under the preaching and the teaching of the word of God, listen. Don't just go to church because it's a social function. Don't go to church to try to meet a girl. Don't go to church just because you're supposed to. But listen, submit to the wisdom of the man that God has put into that pulpit. And he says, and then on top of all that, all of you be subject to one another. So submission is not just submitting to the person in authority. It's also submitting to each other, submitting to other people. It's submitting to someone else's needs, someone else's concerns, someone else's cares, Helping when you can. Giving up your wants, your needs, your desires for the good of others. And that hurts. The reason we don't do it is because it hurts. But it always has hurt and always will hurt. And we're still called to do it when we can. Now, I'm not saying that you've got to just drop everything and help everybody and everything. God knows that you have a life and you have things that you need to get done. And he understands that. But when you have the opportunity and you, have, you actually can do something, you should. And the problem is, is that it's not just about people outside the church, it's about people inside the church. And sometimes we get in our biggest fights inside the church. Chap and I were talking about that earlier. 
We get in some of our biggest fights inside the church and we start thinking, why is this person doing that? And why is that person getting to teach that class? And why, you know? And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, 7, there's a fault among you, utterly a fault among you, because you go to law against each other. Why don't you rather take the wrong? Why don't you rather suffer yourself to be defrauded? You know what that means? Modern English? Take the hit. Somebody's coming after you hard in the church. Somebody's being mean to you. You know what you do? You're right. I'm wrong. Apologize. But I didn't do it. Doesn't matter. You're the more spiritually mature. Let that immature Christian have their way right now so that the name of Christ isn't blasphemed. They'll learn. And you got big shoulders. You're big, strong, tough guys. You're Marines. You can handle it. What is, what, is so, what is so important about your pride that you have to be right? If it means peace among the brothers, let people think you were wrong. Say you were wrong. Take the hit. They will grow up and they will learn and they will come back eventually. Listen, everybody, everybody who has kids is just waiting for that day when they're in their mid to late 20s when they finally come to you and say, Dad, you were right. I've already had that talk with my boys. They've already come back to me and said, oh, gosh, you were right. Yeah, I know I was right. You thought you th- When you were 17, I was the dumbest guy on earth. Now as you're 24, you're amazed at how much I've learned in the last few years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, take the hit. Okay? Humility, submission. Be clo- what do you say here about humility? Be clothed with humility because God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Let everyone see on the outside of you the humbled life God has created on the inside of you. Now you're getting ready to start boxing up some stuff. That can only happen if you let God humble you. Just remember this. When things are going hard in your life, remember, your glory is to come. This time, this time's for humility. This life's for humility. Glory's coming. You don't need all the accolades today. All right? So you don't need to be right. Humility. So there are requirements to start getting your stuff together so that you can give it to God. Then there are responsibilities. Look at verse 7. Casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Casting all your cares upon him literally means throwing on. Throwing your cares at his feet. And I love the word care in here because if you look at casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. The first care in there literally means anxieties. And the second word means an intimate personal care, the concern of a parent for a child. Cast all your worries on God. Give him all your heartaches and problems because he cares for you the way a parent cares for a child. We do call him our father, right? Philippians 4, 6, and 7, me and my wife's marriage life verse. Be careful for nothing. Worry about, don't worry about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, right? And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So Paul says, here's the first responsibility. I'm sorry, Peter says, first responsibility. Cast all your cares on him. It's time to open the box, put all that stuff inside it, 
all right? Get it ready, because you're about to give it back to him. Why you're doing that, though, he says, be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary, the, lion, the devil, is, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. So keep your head clear. Stay awake. Be alert. More often than you would think, young people get in trouble because they trust the wrong person. They put their faith in the wrong group. They believe the right lie. And they don't see the devil working in the background. You got to be careful. Because you'll have friends who say, oh, man, there's nothing wrong with that. What are you, what are you doing? You, what do you mean you, don't, you, don't, you can't do that? You're a Christian. There's nothing wrong with that. I know pastors who do that. Right? What do I tell you all the time about asking me about what's sin? If you have to come to me and say, Dave, is it okay for me to stop right there? Because the answer is no. Because if you're asking me, you already know it's wrong for you. You're just asking for permission. Period. And that doesn't mean it's wrong for me or it's wrong for Alex or it's wrong for Josh or anybody else, but it's wrong for you. The Holy Spirit convicts severally as he will. He convicts each one of us individually as to what our lives are supposed to look like. And so be careful. Be watchful because the devil's trying to take you apart. And when you're starting to get your stuff together, when you're starting to get your stuff in the box so that you can give it to God, when you're, when you're, starting to, when you're really doing the spiritual disciplines and you're reading your Bible and you're praying and you're, you're seeing your life get cleaned up, that's when you're actually your most vulnerable because that's when the attacks are going to start coming. It does no good for us to cast our cares on him if we're going to be careless about the next thing that comes along. Watch out. What have I told you about blessings? Blessings are temporary. <clears throat> Miracles are temporary. They don't last forever. You need help with your finances and God brings through and gives you good finances. You're going to be in the same boat next month if you don't start taking care of your stuff. Right? It doesn't mean just because God, you know, helped you out this month that he's not going to, you know, that he's going to absolutely do it the next time. You know? He, he asks us to, to take care of the things that we're supposed to take care of. So we're to resist the devil, stand against the ways of the devil. And if we do that, if we will do the required thing of being humble and being submissive to, to the authority God's put in our lives, if we will take responsibility for our own actions and cast our cares on him, be sober, be vigilant, watch out for the devil, and we actually put our stuff in the box and we actually leave it at the foot of the cross, there are results. There are results. Look at verse 10. But the God of all grace, who's called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a little while, shall make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, remember, anytime you see that word perfect, if you've got the King James or the New King James, you see that word perfect, it just means mature. God's, God's whole purpose and his, you are his child, right? So what's his job? To mature you. I had two boys, Luke and Ben. My job for almost 20 years was to try to mature those two boys. Successful in some areas, not so successful in others. Okay? And you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You, you've been around them, okay? So... But 
I can only do so much. I'm just flesh and blood. I can't, I can't make those guys perfect, perfect, but I can get them on the path to maturity. And that's what God's trying to do for you. I've quoted that C.S. Lewis quote here so many times. God doesn't want you happy. He wants you to grow up. That's it. God's job is not to make you happy. It's to make you mature. And in maturity, you will find happiness. Because a mature person actually sees the world for what it is and is able to deal with the stuff that's coming along. If you're always pursuing happiness, you're always going to be a kid. Because kids just pursue happiness. That's all they do. They just pursue happiness in everything they do. Mature people pursue greater things than happiness. And you get happiness as a byproduct. All right, so what does he say? The God of all grace who's called us by his eternal glory after you have suffered a while. So suffering is not an option. Suffering is an absolute must. We have to go through some hard stuff. And so if you will take your, if you'll if you be responsible, if you'll humble yourself, submit to the elder, Put your stuff in the box. Put your stuff away. Be vigilant and, and diligent, diligent to make sure that you know, you're know you engaging in the spiritual disciplines every day. <clears throat> reading, praying, witnessing. You know, if you're doing the things that you, know, that you know will make you a better Christian. You know, I was having a talk with Josh a, a couple weeks ago. I said, now this guy, he works out like crazy. I said, what happens when you get up in the morning and you don't feel like going to the gym? You go to the gym, right? Because he wants the results. He wants to feel good. He wants to look good. He wants, he, wants to be in, he wants to be healthy. So when he gets up in the morning, he doesn't feel like working out. He still drags his butt to the gym. When you get up in the morning, you don't feel like reading your Bible. You still drag your butt to the closet, get in there, get your Bible, and get on your knees and do the spiritual disciplines. Doesn't matter whether you feel like it or not, you know. That's our. That's half the problem with our the, the last couple generations in this country is I don't feel like going to work. Well, it doesn't matter if you don't feel like going to work. You got to go to work, right? I would not make it in retail today. I managed a few retail outlets in the late '80s between careers. I would not make it in retail because kid walks in 15 minutes after his shift starts, tries to punch his card. I'm gonna tell him turn around, go home, don't come back. 15 minutes late is not an excusable absence. There's no way. I grew up that 10 minutes early is 5 minutes late. That's what I was taught. That's part of being responsible. It's just, I'm just telling you, it's part of being responsible. How are you going to, get, how are you going to do your job? Your job starts at 9 o'clock. How are you going to do your job if you show up at 9 o'clock? You're not ready. You don't know what's going on today. You don't know what's happened overnight. You <laughs> You got to get there early. You got to find out some things. You got to get things going, right? When I was in the police department, we had roll call half hour before shift. We did not get paid for it, but you had to be there. That was part of your job. Plain and simple. We tried crying LEOBR and everything. You know, law enforcement officers' bill of rights, and we should get paid for this. And sheriff's like, "You work at my pleasure. You want to be fired? You can get fired, but you're going to show up." For <laughs> you're going to show up for roll call, period. You're not getting paid for it. It's part of being a grown-up. So this is what Peter's saying. Hey, you're going to have heartache. You're going to have problems. You're going to have to learn how to do the things that are hard. And you're going to have tough times. But after you've had those tough times, 
God will mature you. He will establish you. He will strengthen you. And he will settle you. I mean, that, you know, you took it, take a look at those uh, four, five words there. Four words, I'm sorry. Perfect. You know, mature, complete, establish you. That, that, that word in the Greek actually means he's going to turn you into the right direction. Strengthen you. Speaks of spiritual knowledge and power. And settle you. That's, that's a word used in construction. To lay a foundation. To pour the concrete. Make it solid. Isn't that what we all want in our lives? We want a little bit of firmness. We want, we want some settlement. We, we want to know that the foundation's sure. That there's no cracks. Does anybody walk around sometimes thinking everything's about to fall apart? Anybody feel like that? Everything, my whole life's about to fall apart any second now, right? You don't have to live like that. You can absolutely walk around with complete confidence that God's going to take care of all of it. You know? I'm a missionary. I live by the grace of God and the good graces of good people who give into this ministry. My salary is completely dependent upon whether or not people this month decide that Military Fellowship Center is worth supporting. And if all of a sudden, you know, half of them decide they don't want to support us anymore, where am I at? I'm just trusting the grace of God, amen? You know, but I don't worry about it. I get up every morning, I'm a short, I, I look at my house, I go, yep, thank you God for what you gave me. This is awesome, you know, I've got vehicles to drive, I, I have clothes on my back, I obviously have food in my belly, and, you know, I'm okay, even though in some ways my life is a very tenuous thing. Who, who knows? You know? I mean, you know, you guys that, aren't, that are not being deployed, you know, I just read Military Times last week. There's that deploy or get out thing. They're starting to enforce it. If you're in a non-deployable position, they're starting to start pushing guys out. So you don't even know if your job's secure. You might not even get your contract finished. You don't know. But you do have an absolute assurance in Christ. You can know for sure. You can know whether or not you're going to heaven. You can know whether or not God is with you. You can have, you have, you can have peace. You can have a firm foundation. But to do that, first things first, you've got to humble yourself. You've got to pack some stuff up. You've got to put it at the foot of the cross. You've got to leave it there. There's things in your life that are tearing you apart, and you know it. You got to leave those things behind. So tonight, will you box up an offering in your heart? Box up that things that's troubled you for so long. Lay it at the foot of the cross. You know, we bring things to the foot of the cross a lot, but my question for you tonight is have you prepared them? There's preparation in order to give a gift. In order to give a gift, you got, you got to prepare it, don't you? you got to search it out, find the right price, get it delivered, box it up right, write the card. And in the same way, if you're going to leave something with Jesus, you need to prepare, you need to prepare it. You need to, in humility and submission, recognize what's wrong, what you need to do. You need to be diligent 
and take all those cares and those anxieties while watching out for the devil to come after you and, and package them and give them back to Christ. So tonight, I'm just asking you to box up a few things, give them to Jesus, and let him take care of them. Thank you for joining us for Field Notes. If you have been blessed by the preaching and teaching you have heard, consider visiting our website at militaryfellowshipministry.com and click the Donate button. Any amount will be a great help to us as we continue to reach our men and women in the military with the gospel. Join us next week as we continue our study of God's Word. God bless you.